will uh, turn your Bibles to uh, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 14, read verses 33 through 35. 1 Corinthians 14, 33 through 35. And we're going to read uh, over some verses here that uh, may get me killed. Don't know. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> what, Sharon? 1 Corinthians 14. 33. All right. And what we're going to discuss tonight in detail is how mother laws must remain silent in church. Amen. <laughs> Randy said amen. <laughs> uh, he loves to torment Sharon. I love it. So, <laughs> Sharon, silence in the church. <laughs> and after church, Randy said. <laughs> All right. 1 Corinthians 14, 33-35. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. <laughs> Let your women keep silence in the churches, or mother laws, for it is not permitted to them to speak, but they are commanded to be under obedience, as also said the law. And they will learn anything. Let them ask their husbands at home, for it is a shame for women to speak in the church. Now, before anybody gets upset, all right, let me, we'll explain what these mean, okay? So put the river stones or rocks down. Give me just a minute, all right, ladies? Give me a minute before I'm, I am stoned and, and hung and, and ripped apart here. All right, let's pray. Dear Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. And uh, Lord, just pray you be with us this evening and guide us in your word, Lord Jesus. And Lord, help us to bring about understanding. And uh, Lord, let it be used to uh, be more applicable to our lives and our spiritual bulk. And Lord, just help us each and every day to grow to full spiritual maturity. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, now, this, as I was talking about this morning, there are, there are sometimes there are topics the Lord lays on my heart to talk about that are always fun to talk about, all right? But uh, this really isn't like what you think. You know, when you, as soon as you say women should remain silent in church at all, Mackley, you can almost feel the, uh, the uh, blood pressure rising. And we live in a cultural society of diverseness and, and i told brandy the other day and she used to agree the same thing you would think the way hollywood portrays it women were unable to do anything until the last year or two you ever noticed that that was act like it that women have been kept under captivity for uh, all these years and i you know and I, we tell my tell my daughter listen you put christ first you can be anything you want to be if god wants you to be an astronaut president whatever god wants you to be that's what you'll be all right it's, it's not a huh Amen. yeah i mean and that's what and i tell my son the same thing and uh but the way society portrays it oh you know uh, women have never been able to do that in fact i tell you what ticked me off as a TV show the other day, it said, um, uh, uh, said this woman was like the first, um, or supposedly the first uh, woman commissioner or something like that. She said, if I don't get this right, then I'll never, there'll be another 20 years for another woman can be commissioner. I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? This last Star Wars that's coming out, that just come out, uh, I'll be honest with you, it was uh, so full of feminism that every time she fought a guy, I almost waited for him to break up the song for her to start singing anything you can do, I can do better. I mean, honestly, that's about, that's about to what, what, what it was like when he was watching it. I was sitting there thinking, what in the world? But um, so, uh, you know, this is not in an effort 
to, uh, to degrade women. It's not an effort to discriminate against women. This is not, you know, this is not bigotry. This is, you know, this is not what this is talking about, all right? Let's go ahead and get that out first and foremost, all right? So one reason why I read verse 33 along with, even though we're talking about let your women keep silent, we're going to get into that in just a second. But the reason why I read verse 33 is for God is not the author of confusion, but of peace as in all churches of the saints. Now, understanding that in this, in this particular time, place in history, this is talking about uh, the, um, uh, the, what was going on was chaotic, particularly in the church. And uh, people were just speaking whenever they wanted to. Uh, they were there was no order whatsoever. Uh, that uh, if they just, just random people were speaking in tongues was the least of all gifts, by the way. There was no interpretation. Uh, it was just it was just chaotic. And so they they were trying to to bring order into the church of what was going on in this particular place and time. And uh, as we're reading here, for God is not the author of confusion, all right? It, it, it is not going to be uh, chaotic in God's church. In fact, there's been times when things have happened in this very sanctuary, and Dad's been up here preaching, and all of a sudden somebody just popped up and just started speaking in tongues, and Dad's like, is there an interpreter? And nobody stood up, and this individual just kept going, I remember this clear as day, just kept going on and on and on. He was like, that's enough. And they kept going on, and he said, that's enough. Finally, he had to say, I need to get some deacons and elders. And they had to escort them out of here. And uh, they ain't the first time. There's been times before, he's been up there in a baptistry, and somebody started something. He's like, you know, had to tell them to, to go on. And it's, it's, you know, so that's not how God works. God is a God of peace, all right? God's not a God of chaos. He's not going to cause disturbances and cause problems. That's not how God works, okay? So we understand the, the place uh, and the uh, time of what this is referring to, that we're not talking about chaos here. Okay, and so that's what we're talking about here. So let women keep silence in the churches, and they are not permitted to tell them to speak, but they are commanded to be under obedience, as also saith the law. All right, now uh, let's compare that. All right, now again, we're talking about not to, to be prophesying, not to have authority over man, and uh, because of how God ordained things. Now, let's compare this real quick over here. Uh, let's look over here at 1 Timothy chapter 2. 1 Timothy chapter 2. All right, let's get over here. And we're going to read verses 8 uh, through um, 15. I think it'll probably be good. We're going to read all those first, and then we'll go back and, and get into some more clarification here, what we're, what we're referring to. And trust me, I got some notes on this one because I don't want to mess this one up. So I don't want to get hurt tonight. I don't want a bunch of women out there ball bats waiting on me. So <laughs> make sure I get this right. <laughs> uh, let's see here. First Timothy. Yeah, Dad's really filled me with it, with uh, really instilled me with confidence after church this morning. He goes, "Boy, you gonna get yourself killed tonight?" So thanks a lot. You know, goes, oh, I'm sure it'll be great. Yeah, it's easy for him to say because he's not here to take the brunt of anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> verse 8 in, in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 8. I would therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. In like manner also that women adorn themselves in modest apparel with, shamed, with shamefacedness and sobriety, not with embroidered hair or gold or pearls or costly array, but which become with women professing godliness with good works. Let women learn in silence. We see this again with all subjugation. 
But I suffer not a woman to teach, not to usurp authority over the man, but to be in silence. For Adam was first formed, then Eve, and Adam was not deceived, but woman being deceived was in the transgression. Notwithstanding, she shall be saved and childbearing if they continue in faith and charity and holiness and sobriety. All right, so we see this again about uh, for women to learn in silence with all subjugation. Now, if... Um, we see in, uh, let's see here, I want to say, oh goodness, my mind just went blank on me. Um, anyway, Paul says on, uh, um, I want to say, it was in Corinthians chapter 11, uh, my mind went blank on me, but anyway, um, he, you know, he, say, he talks about it's okay for a woman to prophesy and to talk. And so that might seem a little confusing. Why is he saying that to be silenced? And then he turned around saying it's okay for her to prophesy. Well, again, uh, it's not okay for women to, again, have authority over men. This goes back to Adam and Eve. And as, as a relationship, uh, as we look in Ephesians 5, we, you know, Ephesians 5 is what I always cover when I do premarital counseling. And uh, one area that a lot of women may get upset about, and a lot of times men will use against them, is to say that they are sub to submit to them. And I have to explain to them what that means. They are to submit to them spiritually as the head of the home. See, man is to be the head of the home spiritually as, as Christ is head of the church. And women are to submit as the church. They take the role as the church is to submit to Jesus Christ. And, uh, and so, and also that, uh, you know, a lot of times I'll have men, even in counseling, I've had men say, well, it says here she's supposed to submit to me. I said, that's not what, what that's not, you're not applying it as God intended. That they are to submit to you spiritually. You are to be the spiritual head of the home. You're to be seen in the word. You're to have your family in church. They are to submit to you in that area. And in fact, on down, it even says to respect your wives uh, as your own body. Love them as you love your own body. Whoever hated their own body. So we see that time again. We were to work together. All right. And in fact, me and Brandy, she was my co-host of my podcast today. We even hit on this very topic uh, the other day. Uh, and uh, because a lot of women, they, they don't want to, uh, uh, to adhere to that. In fact, uh, I even had a wedding one time where a woman said, if there's anything in there I'm supposed to submit, I want that out of there. And I said, well, let's, let's make clear what this is trying to say here. And so, um, but you know, we look in God's word, all right? We see that uh, in the Old Testament, all right? We had, um, um, I might as well blank on me again here. Um, we, we had, um, oh my gosh, what's my Oh, Miriam and Deborah and uh, uh, Hulda, all right? They were models of faith, courage, and leadership, uh, but they still were not pastors of a church, all right? So let's make that clear. Uh, because again, a woman is thought to have authority over the man in church, all right? Then if you look in the New Testament, particularly in Acts 18, uh, in 1826, we see you talk about Priscilla and Aquila. Uh, they ministered, but again, Priscilla was not a pastor of a church, okay? So that's, more, that's, that's the difference between Phoebe, who was a deacon, servant, and, um, and so and again, was not a pastor, all right? I, and, and, I, and I really have problems with that. You know, that's one thing I was talking about. I, I really appreciate uh, what Trump did his executive order that he put into place to protect our religious liberty. But buddy, I tell you what, it bugs a day that I said, I mean, that he's got Paula White up there. I just, that just really, that's, that just really irks me. All right, he has Franklin Graham up there, he had James Dobson up there. 
But I've got with Paula Watt, Beth Moore, which come out against him big time, and then uh, Joyce Myers and a gold 14 karat gold toilet seat, and uh, you know I just got real problems with that. To me, that's that's not biblical, uh, and against God's word. In fact, when I was at Luther Rice, I had uh, uh, with a couple of women in in a class. They were going to school to be a pastor, and I confronted them on it. Of course, you know, this is online, and and but we had a forum that we spoke, talked back and forth in. And um, they would not respond. I tried everyone in the world to engage them, try to understand where do they get this idea that it's okay uh, to do this. You know, some people try to say, well, uh, to make the excuses of, well, uh, Paul's referring to education. And uh, that's, that's why it doesn't apply today. Well, nowhere do you see this, it's in, it, that Paul's talking about education at all. If that was the case, then technically uh, the disciples wouldn't be qualified but then again they had the best education in the world they got to fall under teaching under jesus christ that was better than any seminary in the world but still uh you know if if you're going to get technical with it uh that would you know would apply to them and to a certain extent but uh uh but nowhere is, is paul referring to education whatsoever all right uh some talked about maybe it's because it was in ephesus because in the temples they had artemis and that it was only talking in specifics to Ephesus in particular. And again, there's nowhere that, that we're, does he even talk about or discuss Artemis or Ephesus in any way, shape, form, or fashion. So that kind of discounts that. And so they, they, there's, there's ways that they try to uh, uh, go around it and try to, see how, try to make it not applicable to today. Just like, uh, you know, uh, and, and, and I don't mean to, to harp on homosexuality, but, you know, uh, it, so many try to... Uh, Get around it by doing the same kind of thing, making excuses and trying to say, well, that's not what that means. And, and that doesn't mean uh, sodomize, right? It doesn't mean, you know, it, it's just they try to twist God's word and so that they can get around it to do what they want to do. And that's the problem. You know, just like uh, when we was doing that podcast the other night and we were talking about, um, oh, what's the football player's name? I, I forgot what it was. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, that's it. And uh, he, he said that he didn't like... Um, uh, how God seemed, um, um, I don't want to use the word evil, but he, he allowed evil. That's what I was getting at. He allowed evil uh, to go on. If there was a God, then he would not allow evil to continue. And so uh, he, he wanted to um, uh, have a, to, to worship in a different way. So in other words, what he's saying was he's created a God of his own making. All right, that's all boiled down to. He didn't want to obey the God of the Bible because it, it, it offended some of his senses. So he, he wanted to create his own God that uh, made him feel a little bit better about himself. Well, you can twist scripture uh, to however you want to, but unless you're following it as God intended, then you're making a God of your own. All right, so that's why we have to make sure that we understand uh, what God's word says. And, you know, when we see that, when, that women are to remain silent, it's not a blanket statement, a command that, uh, uh, that you know, that women are not to talk at all whatsoever. It is to be an orderly assembly uh, within the congregation. And, uh, and that there's no chaos and there's order and there's proper order and there's proper demonstration of authority within the church. And the, and the one thing they want to do is maintain the male spiritual leadership uh, in, in, the, in the home uh, as far as pastors, elders, men, uh, women, uh, men were to be in authority over women in the church. All right. And one thing that we where we get this at, um, let's see if I make sure, make sure that I um, there's a space to make sure I find the scripture here. Um, where did I have that? At? OK, uh, was that. Um, 
First of all, First Timothy, the elders had First uh, Timothy three uh, one through seven. If you want to write that down, look at that. Was that uh, there was two basic responsibilities, particularly when it come uh, to uh, elders, whether they be men, because they were to govern and to teach. Okay, and that was worthy of a double honor. That's where they get where we get that at. And then Acts twenty twenty eight, uh, the Holy Spirit made overseers. All right, uh, in charge of pastoring or feeding the flock. And to teach the whole counsel of God. Okay? And then in 1 Timothy 2.12, uh, that we do not permit women to fill the office of an elder. So we cannot be more clear when it comes to women being authority over man. And, uh, and the fact that people can uh, go, over, go over and, and try to twist that around uh, into something else to make allowances is just purely... Uh, uh, Changing what God's word has in place. Now, also keep in mind too, all right, that uh, uh, as far as uh, look at let's look at Titus two three through five. All right, let's look at Titus two three through five real quick. Titus two three through five. Give me just a second to turn there. Titus two three through five. So here's some pages rattling. It says the aged women likewise that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. So it's nothing wrong for women to teach. In fact, it's explicitly saying here for the older women to teach the younger women. There's nothing wrong with that. That's why we have female teachers within the church. Not wrong with that. Again, they're not being pastors. They're not being an authority over man. And so there's nothing wrong for women to do that. Okay? It's, and, and when we... And, I know I'm stumbling around here a little bit, but I'm trying to choose my words carefully, okay? Because <laughs> I don't want to—I don't want my grandmother to cut me after church. All right, so uh, <laughs> and then, and then we have in Second uh, Timothy three fourteen, uh, where Paul was uh, to Timothy. He was talking about uh, how he learned scripture from his mother and grandmother, Eunice and Lois. All right, so we we see that there have been great women of the Bible. We have Phoebe. We have all these different individuals who done great things. Some to the disgrace of men who would stand up to do the right thing. All right, but again, they were not pastors. All right, but see, we have to have harmony. All right, and um, and sin has destroyed that harmony. You know, when we talk about women being uh, submissive, you know, uh, obviously we were just reading here uh, just a second ago in Second uh, um, uh, Timothy in regards that uh, the woman was deceived and that uh, man, uh, she was the first to be deceived and then man. And, and so, um, you know, when we demonstrate the proper roles uh, in our relationships uh, where man is the head of the home spiritually, and the woman is in submission, all right? And, you know, we see that to be silence. Uh, we can look at it in that the Greek word uh, in reference to silence is also in quietness, in peace. And uh, when there's perfect harmony within a relationship, when God is put first, uh, that harmony is, is, is glorified before God. But when the man is not being, uh, being the head of the home, when he is not showing the essence of God, 
when he's showing uh, insensitivity and showing uh, uh, not good judgment and not showing Jesus Christ and not showing understanding, not showing these things, and likewise the woman is not submitting spiritually and she's wanting to do her own things, then there's disharmony within the home and it's not going to work. And likewise within the church, there has to be those certain roles in order to have that proper peace within the church. And, you know, we, we can't just, just be chaotic and do things however we want to. And I know that there's a lot of women out there who, who don't want to hear this and don't want to, don't want to, don't like what I want to, what I have to say. And, you know, nothing's, uh, nothing gets on my nerves worse than anything. When you uh, see a church that says pastors, uh, Matt and Brandy or something like, you always tease dad when he goes out of town. It's when you come back, we'll put on the signs, pastors, Matt and Brandy. He said, I'll kill you. <laughs> He said, he said, if he dies, he will come back to life, he'd haunt me. So, but, uh, I've often thought about doing it just to torment him a little bit, but uh, just for a joke. But that gets on my nerves because that is not the proper order. All right. Now, if she, if the, if uh, say my wife is teaching a class uh, for women or uh, or for the youth or whatever, there's nothing wrong with that. All right. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But for her to get up here and to preach a sermon. No, that ain't right. Now, trust me, she preaches a lot of sermons at home, all right? <laughs> and, uh, and I tell you what, sometimes I wonder she's going to take up an offering afterwards. But it, uh, <laughs> she, she, <laughs> she, she, she sure knows how to let me know when I'm doing wrong. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I am sin-filled. <laughs> so, <laughs> never realized that uh, not picking up my socks would be such an atrocity. But... Uh, <laughs> So, but anyway, no, that's the other way around, ain't it, Brandy? But anyway, uh, but the, uh, uh, but again, you know, and I guess that's the real test, you know, is is if we can understand the harmony, what God has set in place between the creation of man and woman, you know, woman, it, it was to be a helper to man. And that's one thing we were talking about on that podcast the other night was that, um, you know, it's not that women were created to do everything that a man could do but to do the things that man can't do. You know, we complement each other. And I think that's something that the world has perverted and distorted. You know, there's something I, I, I put on Facebook the other day, some of you on my social media may have seen it, and, 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 it, and, it, and I liked it because the way, way it showed a man carrying the woman and she was holding a, a small child or baby, and it said, um, this is the way it's supposed to be, a woman cradling, cradling the child and the man protecting the woman. And he was carrying her through like some floodwaters and said, it doesn't matter what your gender studies teacher tells you, this is how it's supposed to be. And that's just it. Man is to be the protector. But now, the way Hollywood portrays it, it's like, you know, and it worries me for young boys because, you know, again, I have to be very careful because I don't want to discourage my own daughter. I want her to, like I told you before, I mean that. If she puts Jesus Christ first, there's nothing that she can't accomplish or do. I truly mean that. But the, the way society betrays it, it's like everything, you know, if, if, for, it's geared towards little girls. Anything that they, can, they want to do, they can do it. The sky's the limit. They're encouraged. They're empowered. But little boys are almost like, sit down and shut up, you misogynist. You know, your opinion doesn't matter now. If a little boy's rambunctious, you need to act more like these little girls. You need to uh, be put on riddling. They're not allowed to be little boys anymore. And that's, that's what worries me. That's what bothers me. And the fact there's a lack of male role models. And I blame a lot of fathers out there who are not there for their children like they're supposed to be. And, and that is a detriment to our society. And I think that's why you have so many young boys out there who don't know how to be men, who treat women like garbage, who are out there shooting and 
doing drugs or whatever it may be because they never had that proper role model. They, they've never known what it's like to be in a structured church. They never heard anything about the things of God. They never heard anything about the things of Jesus Christ. And they wonder why our world is in chaos. But it does take two. It takes the role of the mother and it takes the role of the father. But we, if we're not doing it in the proper context and the harmony in which Christ has ordained it and put it into place, then that's why we have so much disharmony in the way things are not working, why things aren't working like they should be. Does that make sense? And so, you know, that's why our world is in such chaos. So we read this here that women are to remain silent. It's, it's peaceable. It, it is uh, submitting to the authority as God has ordained it. And men are to be the overseers. And so, you know, it, I, I don't want to confuse anybody. I, I want to make sure that the, uh, you know, as far as the application goes, uh, and I wrote this down, is the application is to maintain male spiritual leadership in the home and pastors and elders, uh, the men and, uh, and women are under that authority. And, you know, and when I do marital counseling, that's one thing I always make sure and, and I, I explain to men that you are to be that spiritual head of the home. And it bothers me. I'll be honest with you. It really bugs the daylights out of me that I sit there and I go over that, that you are to be the spiritual. I'll see them when they ask me to do a wedding. All right. They're here. Every time I turn around, I see them. They're sitting here. And then as soon as I do the wedding, I explain to them the role of the man. You're supposed to be the spiritual head. You got to have your family in church. You got to make sure you're putting God first. As soon as they I do, they're gone. I don't know if something, when I say, I now pronounce you man and wife, they vaporize. But they're gone. They're, I, they're nowhere to be seen. But I tell you what, though, this is no lie. Brandy can tell you, and I can about name about two or three right off the top of my head that I, of weddings that I've done. They got out of church. They quit coming to church. They quit putting God first, and their marriage is dissolved just like that. I mean, without hesitation. And I hate it for them. I really do. Extramarital affairs, things has went on, and I, I really I hate it for them. But it, you know, they really don't have a lot to, but to blame but themselves. You know, of course, you know, I mean, it can happen to anybody whether you come to church or not. It can happen. All right, so I'm saying just because you're at church that, that you're you're free from that ever happening. But as long as you're putting Christ first in your relationship and in person, then you're going to succeed. And I think it's great that couples have devotions together but you need to have make sure you're having your personal devotions as well you know and don't neglect that that's imperative and that's important and I, like i said that's one of the first things i do when i get up in the morning is to make sure i do my devotions i want to spend that time in the word i want to spend that time in prayer it's what helps my day get started i'll be honest with you i hate four o'clock in the morning i would rather i told Brady the other day i'd rather somebody just drag me down the road just get up at four o'clock in the morning i hate it well, you can sleep in an extra hour. And I said, no, because you're up and about making noise and it bothers me. <laughs> so I want to I make sure I have my hour of quiet time before I hear anything, before I hear the pop of the coffee drink. And she, you know, I just want, I like my silence, you know, and that was just me and the Lord and I interrupted. Is that right, Brandy? <laughs> she went, <laughs> don't, don't come home. Don't come home tonight. <laughs> well, I, I kind of, what'd you say, Pooh? I said, the sermon will be taught. The sermon will be taught, she said. So, I, I kind of figured I would be welcome at home anyway. If uh, any of you guys got a doghouse I can stay in tonight, I'd appreciate it. So, but, they'll be in it. Okay. But, uh, but please, I don't want you to think this is a, a matter of chauvinism. 
All right? It's not what God's Word is about. It's not to be chauvinistic. It's not putting down women. In fact, God's Word glorifies women. You know, in a time where women were degraded, in a time where women were considered substandard, that's why God's Word was revolutionary in the fact that it glorified women. They were welcome to worship alongside the men in the temples and stuff. And that was unheard of at the time. And so, you know, there's so many people who want to say that we're chauvinistic. You always hear the word misogyny, all right? It's a hatred towards women. But in fact, according to cultural standards, what we see is just the opposite of misandry of a hatred towards men. I'll be quite honest with you. That is what we see in today's society. And I've never seen such a push to feminize boys and men like I've never seen before. In fact, somebody had on our Facebook the other day um, of a fashion show showed these men in dresses. I mean, in dresses. And I was like, what in the world is going on with our society? You know, I, you know, I mean, you, you have the hyper-masculine role, like John Wayne kind of thing, and, and, uh, but, then, but they're kind of going too far in the opposite direction, you know? But, um, but I'll tell you what, John Wayne was alive today. It would, uh, it, I, I, I would feel sorry. <laughs> for how he would view things. But, okay. So, uh, looking at this again, all right, let women learn in silence. Again, uh, if we look at that great word in being in a peaceful way to uh, submit to spiritual authority, but I suffer not women to teach, not to assert authority over the man, but to be in silence. Again, that peaceful way is what we're looking at here. And uh, for Adam, who was formed, then Eve, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived in this transgression, again, uh, that we see that um, uh, we're, it's not, again, put in saying that women uh, are more susceptible to deception than men are. Because Adam fell, too. He made the mistake, too. He, he sinned just as much as she did. All right. But again, she was there to be that helpmate for him. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived, it was understanding she shall be saved and childbearing if they continue in faith and charity and holiness and sobriety. All right? So, uh, let's see here. There's another point I just want to make uh, come across. Okay. Again, now, there's the one thing that God's Word talks about is how women excel in gifts of hospitality, mercy, teaching, evangelism, helping, and serving. And those are very much areas that women excel at. I, it's like Miss Fran. I brag on her all the time. She is always... Uh, keeping track of those who haven't been here in a while. She, she's up to date on who's sick. I always offer a prayer request. She's always concerned about other people. Brandy, she's like it all the time. She's always you know, worried, you know, hey, has this person got food? Are they okay? And, and uh, my mom's like that. And so, you know, a lot of times, you know, I get so uh, caught up in, in other areas of ministry, I don't always think about you know, uh, do I, you know, by calling somebody sometimes or, or um, sending, you know, give, sending somebody food or something like that. And she's good about that. You know, she reminds me, hey, did you call so-and-so? Should we take food to this person? So she's good at that. She excels those kind of gifts that sometimes I'm a little bit weaker at. It's not that I'm not sympathetic or empathetic. It's just that I get busy and sidetracked easy with other things that I don't always think about as much as I should. So that again, so we, we're seeing how women are glorified. In, in God's word uh, time and again. And, uh, and, you know, and how sin has ruined that harmony. And uh, um, I think that was really about all the main points I wanted to hit on as far as uh, the difference between manhood and womanhood and how we complement each other and those roles. And um, I think that's 
pretty much what I had on that. But um, again, that word silence means peace or peaceable life, that quietness. And uh, uh, so I hope, now let me ask you this though. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've been trying to choose my words carefully. And like I said, I, don't, I hate that I've, I've stumbled around a little bit because I, wanted, I don't want to make any woman feel bad or feel like they're not welcome to church or not allowed to teach or do anything. I don't want that to come across at all. So let me ask you this. We have a few minutes left. Are there any questions? Is there anything that I left, did not say that left you under some confusion? Is there anything that, uh, Pooh, you have your arms crossed, give me a mean look. Is that just your natural face or are you mad at me? <laughs> it depends. It depends. That's what I'm afraid of. So. <laughs> I can't tell sometimes. Anyway. Oh, yes, ma'am. Well, when it's talking about that, as far as uh, pearls and clothes, it's talking about immodesty is what that's in reference to. And, and at that time uh, for the head covering, it's talking about show being respectful. All right. So, you know, obviously you wouldn't come into church in a straight bikini. You know, you would want to you want to you want to have modest apparel on, you know. So I, 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 I you know, I, I don't think anybody would want to see me in a straight bikini. Uh, and so, I, you know, so I <laughs> Kim, you all right. But <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you might want to gouge out your mind's eye there. So, but uh, it's, it's showing that modest apparel is what that what that's in reference to. So, anybody else? All right, did I did I make any women mad tonight? More than usual. Oh, you had taught at this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, they are. It's not from God. No, it's not. Yeah. No. Oh yeah. Oh, that TV show Jazz, that transgender, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've never watched it. Yeah. 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 That's it. That's the problem. You got parents pushing this and giving them uh, uh, puberty blocking drugs, and uh, it, it's 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 a shame that parents would do something like. That. In fact, there are some studies that I read that several uh, men and women who thought that, that they had a same sex attraction or felt transgender said that once they hit puberty, they were attracted to the opposite sex, and glad that their parents didn't pursue that. They need to wait till after that. But see, that's just it, though. Uh, I think a lot of kids, like I said, are confused. And because they have a lack of guidance spiritually, they find that as one way for acceptance. And it's the wrong way to get acceptance, so that's why they go down that, uh, that road. And that's one thing I was talking about this morning. You know, as, the, as, as, as long as Christ tarries and the church continues, don't be surprised that you don't see more transgenders in a church, more homosexuals in the church. But again, this is where we want them. We don't need to shun them. We don't need to show hostility. We don't need to show anger. And like I say, I get it. I understand it because I don't like it. You know, when we're at the mall and stuff and I see, see especially kids, same sex holding hands, it, it bugs me. Particularly when they flaunt it, it really bugs me. And, uh, and I, you know, the Lord's really been dealing with me on that because we want to show the love of Christ. All right. That's the first and foremost thing. We've got to show Jesus Christ. No matter whether we agree with something or not, we have to show Jesus. We're not condoning it. We're not agreeing with it. But we have to show the love of Christ. We want to get them in the church. Draw them here and pray that God will convict them 
and that they will repent and they'll accept Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior, and then he can transform them and change them. All right? So when you when this, it will happen, you know, and we, and we may even be tested by it. But as I was talking about this morning, we, we will preach the truth in love here, but you are going to hear the truth. And you may be offended, which is a good thing, because if you're, there's no offense, there's no conviction, there's no repentance, there's no change. And that's why we have to teach and preach these things, whether people like it or not. It can't always be the warm and fuzzies. It can't always be the easy stuff. Trust me, this morning's topic wasn't easy and fun. Tonight's topic was really making me nervous. All right, As you can tell as I was stumbling around, it really makes me nervous. But, um, but sometimes these things have to be hit on to bring understanding, to, to, to bring on more spiritual growth. And that's our job as pastors to do that, to be the leaders, to instruct, uh, to help you in your spiritual walk. And I hope and pray that I, that I am doing my job correctly to, to do that. So. Good. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Oh, thank you, Kim. I appreciate yeah, it. And I, I think that this is something that you need to teach on because, yeah. as maybe not even older women, just seasoned Christian yeah. wives and women need to teach these younger women because yeah. they don't know. They don't know that this That's is what true. supposed to do. Yeah, they do. That's what we do. We need to work more hard. Work harder on having a class for uh, uh, for older women to work with the younger girls or something. Yeah. Have some kind of. Exactly. Like yours. Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. You'll stand. Let's close the prayer. I love you, Sharon. You know, I know you all know I tease her, but I do love her. I just like to give her a hard time. So <laughs> let's pray. Dearly Father, Lord, we just thank you. And uh, Lord, thank you for this teaching tonight. And Lord, I hope pray that I've brought clarification and understanding of these passages. And Lord, I pray that it would be used to be uh, applicable and I pray that it was glorifying to you. And Lord, for anyone here tonight that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, please be with us, protect us, and guide us. And please continue to be with my grandmother and uh, you continue to bring her to full and complete health. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Y'all have a good night and a good week. Thank you.